Hello and welcome back to Waypoint Ranks. We're back on that PlayStation Plus collection train. Here we go. Joining me today as uh, regulars in the Waypoint crew is some other Josh. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you doing? Uh, I can't hear anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. Off to a great start. Off to a great start. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Hello and welcome back to Waypoint Ranks. We're back in that PlayStation Plus train. Here we go. Joining me as part of the Waypoint crew, the regulars, we got some other Josh. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We got Alec Bobco. How you doing up there, Alec? Doing good. Survived COVID and got myself a dual sense and a flexing. fresh new bomber flexing. jacket. Oh, flexing. Wow, look at him. He looks yeah. fresh. Yeah. <laughs> It might come off in the episode because it is very people. warm. <laughs> very warm. Jordan Deeb, how you doing, Jordan? Fantastic. I did not get a DualSense yet. Do have the Pulse headset. And I saw my first next-gen box, but it was for an Xbox. I'll admit. I'll admit. But I saw, I saw <laughs> the cardboard. That's okay. That's okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Last but not least, we got Chris, a.k.a. RumblePack92, and he's got something he wants to talk about. How you doing, Chris? Yeah. Damn right I do. I'm feeling great, man. I got my PS I Love You shirt on. I am ready to talk about some games on the PlayStation. But first, if y'all haven't yet, be sure to head over to the very channel that you're sitting on if you're watching this right now and check out the first episode of This Is The Waypoint, a show where myself, Jordan, Josh, and our friend Brett are going to be uh, discussing each episode of Season 2 of The Mandalorian week by week. <laughs> Such as our creed. Perfect. Yeah, so if you're a Star Wars fan, it's a must-see. It's a must-watch content, for sure. Um, so we started this uh, PlayStation Plus collection ranking, and then, like, <clears throat> like, the day after we recorded the first episode, they added changes. They added games to it, like, the day after. So that's great. But I don't I think it was the day after. Quick. I think uh, it was the day of. The day I, of? I think I texted okay. you guys, like, five minutes before recording. I was like, hey, there's more games. <laughs> oh, it's definitely after. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was after. Yeah, for sure. It was just like, ah, oh, god damn it. <laughs> of course, of course. But yeah, so uh, PlayStation is adding the Crash Insane trilogy and Black Ops Three, if I have my notes correct. Um, so uh, in our finale, we're gonna just add those in. We're gonna just kind of place them where they may lie, and we'll we'll vote on it and rank them that way. But uh, I'm excited to talk about Crash Insane trilogy. But we're not doing that today. Now we're talking about top or the middle the middle six so you get any guesses any bets on what I, what we think is number 11 on this list we got any uh guesses man going off of uh last week i'm pretty sure y'all motherfuckers put mortal kombat x down uh, down here at number 11 i was just, I was just gonna say that to say too. that yeah <laughs> no opinion well he's not fighting us yet he's not fighting us yet because <laughs> okay. it's not mortal kombat x it's detroit become human Ah, uh, that makes solid sense. Solid spot. Solid spot. That's how I felt, too. I felt right in the middle. That's where uh, I enjoy those games. Uh, David Cage, I believe, is the, the guy's name, who's famous yeah. for, like, the Heavy Rain and the uh, Beyond Two Souls. Another one before that that I didn't play. Yeah. Um, I really like Heavy Rain, and this was, for me, this was more Heavy Rain, just in an aesthetic I didn't enjoy as much. Like, the Android, I like the Android story, but I, I just, it, it didn't hit home like Heavy Rain did. Um, what do you guys think? Right. Oh, well, I didn't play it. <laughs> so I played it at launch, 
and from what I I like because I'm like more story driven games. Um, I liked all, all the different paths and all that, like especially at the end of the level where it would show you literally every single choice and decision you could make. Um, yeah. it was cool seeing all the possibilities that you could go and replay. I didn't, <laughs> but <laughs> you. Right. It was cool just knowing all those options are there, and I'm sure mm-hmm. the guides people had a hell of a time with that kind of game. I yeah, I went for the platinum, and I absolutely did. Just um, doing all sorts of different choices, but uh, I picked it up like super cheap uh, on an E3 sale uh, last year, and yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, my time with it. It was my first uh, Quantum Dreams game. Same. I didn't here. play um, Beyond Two Souls or Heavy Rain, and uh, I really liked the performances and uh, all of that. Yeah, so I think Eleven is like a pretty good spot for it. So I'm with Chris in that I didn't play Beyond, but I have. Oh no! How dare you! I know, yeah, and there's some it. weird wire in my head because I also haven't played this other game where I get uh, Detroit Become Human and Dace X kind of just mixed up in my head, and I don't know why. I just think that both games I haven't played that start with a D. So I'm just like, yeah, those are one and the same. Um, <laughs> Very different games. Very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think I'm just realizing that uh, Detroit Become Human has little to no like actual action or combat. Mm-hmm. But I have played Beyond Two Souls. I actually streamed it on my Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/OrphanGamers. Uh, plug right there. But uh, so the fact that I'm going to be getting it on the PS5 definitely makes me interested because I really like Beyond Two Souls. So I want to hear what you guys have to say. But I mean, it's definitely one that I'm now excited to use with the PlayStation Plus collection. Yeah, I'd say that, like I said before, Heavy Rain was a big part of my PS3, kind of like defining my gaming, uh, just becoming a gamer. Heavy Rain was part of that. That, Fallout 3, a lot of early uh, PS3 games. Uh, so, and that was such a weird game for me. Like, it wasn't something, like, a, it was like a movie. You're playing a movie. And for my young brain, uh, that was really freaking cool. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And Alec, you mentioned how they, like, laid out how you can do the replayability stuff. Mm-hmm. They definitely, they, they knew what they were doing. They didn't really do you dirty on the whole. We understand all these branches, and they I think they just laid that out really well. Thank you. That's exactly. a good point to bring up. Yep. Yeah. Very good Ready for to move trophy on. hunters. Absolutely. Ready to move on to number 10? I think so. All right. Final Fantasy 15 is number 10. What do we think wow. about Final Fantasy 15? <laughs> Okay, so now I'm going to have a lot to say. Wow, <laughs> I didn't expect it to be that low. I kind of did. So, okay, well, I'm just going to hold off. One thing I do want to add, though, Austin, is uh, one of the things that did change with the addition of Crash uh, and Black Ops 3 being added is that Final Fantasy 15 is now the royal edition of the game. Ooh. Which, okay. I, I someone correct me if I'm wrong, because I did play it on PC, but I played it with a DualShock 4, so I basically played it on PS4. Um. The Royal Edition is similar to the Windows Edition in which they've added a few cutscenes for context, and I think it comes with the DLCs for Prompto, Gladio, and Ignis. So as somebody who basically played that version, let, let me give a history. Final Fantasy XV, I just played for the first time this May, was my first Final Fantasy game ever. Only other one I've played since was right after Final Fantasy VII Remake. In a lot of ways, I can understand why VII is the better game. It has been months, and I am still thinking about 15, and I think it has to do with 
just this it's mainly the story i from what i've understood when it originally came out was very disjointed and to an extent still is but a lot of the cutscenes they've added in the windows slash royal edition have helped fill in those blanks and even if you don't know the lore the story itself that they just the raw story they do give you is so i don't even want to say heart-wrenching or heartwarming because it's both at the same time and it's one of those things where it's just it's these themes of brotherhood and friendship. And if you go deeper into the lore, you find out how each of the friends have met the main character you play as, Noctis. It's revealed in like a five episode anime, and it's just well, listen, we're all guys here, and I'm sure we all have our group of guy friends, whether they be from college or high school or they've mixed throughout the years. You, we know how they interact. We know how we just you know rag on each other, but the love's always there. And before I played it to figure out if I would like the Final Fantasy games, at least the newer ones, I played the demo. And the second that I was, that the game started with all the friends joking while pushing their car that broke down as that cover of Stand By Me played, I was sold. And it just, I still watched that opening scene. Like, I'm going to take it to anyone else who's played it, but goddamn, this game and this, yeah. So I'll, I'll jump in on, on, on this too, to where I played a lot of Final Fantasy games. It's one of my favorite RPG series. Like I've, I've been in for a long time. 15, especially the first half of it, because it's it's that, it's 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 bros on a road trip together, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I mean, it's like not too early on, like not terribly long in the, the, the stakes get, get much, much higher. But I mean, initially it's, it's, yeah, it's like your uh, Noctis's boys are also kind of his bodyguards, and you know, because he's he's the prince of of this kingdom, and uh, he's on his way to get married to a princess of another kingdom, and and it's his whole thing. And so the game just kind of starts out as like we're gonna go get you to the princess to get ready for your for your wedding, and they're just chilling and and hanging out. And the whole vibe of that I think is extremely unique, and in, in that there's not a lot of uh, other other games that that go for quite something like that up until you know the kingdom's attacked and the king dies, and and then it becomes Final Fantasy. Um, but uh, that that was a, a big one for Final Fantasy Two, in that it it was the the first game to to completely buck the turn based combat away. Like that's the first like action RPG that, that that Final Fantasy has has made, and they completely redid all this stuff. And uh, it's very clearly because it's a Nomura game. It's very clearly uh, influenced by Kingdom Hearts like a, a, a ton uh, in 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 lots of ways. And as a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, that was very cool to see. Um, some other notes that I that I really like about Fifteen is that I think it's got one of Final Fantasy's strongest soundtracks, which in itself is a series that is known for its music. Uh, so it's like, even if you don't play the game, the entire game soundtrack is on Spotify, and I, I can't recommend listening to that enough. Uh, to the point where you bring up that uh, the game opens with a cover of "Stand by Me" by Florence and the Machine, and I actually mm-hmm. that's what my wife and I danced to at our wedding. It's that oh. good, like it's incredible. <laughs> oh, wow. It's yeah. fantastic. I highly recommend anybody, uh, you guys, after we finish recording, or anybody watching this, if you haven't played it. Just go on YouTube and watch that opening scene because you think it's a cutscene, but it's actually gameplay, but it's mm-hmm. just the right amount. And again, I know I'm just, oh man, just, I fell in love with this game and I can't explain why because I could call out every single issue it has and yet it hooked me. I didn't it def- it definitely, it. it definitely has its its issues. It, uh, it it starts out very open world and, and, and that sort of thing and, and as it goes on it, it there's there's a point in the story where it kind of bottlenecks and then you spend a lot of time like in in dungeons and, and it gets very linear and that's kind of a, a make or break deal i was less into the game at, at that point when when that happened um but the the open world parts of it are great because i mean there's this whole like camping and in in uh like cooking mechanic uh that i that i absolutely absolutely love all of the dialogue between all the all the 
all the characters is, is just fantastic because it really is like being out with with your boys and you're all kind of poking fun at each other but it's like the the love's still there man it's just even if you don't finish the game play the first like 15 hours like it's it's worth it alone for that like it's fantastic you guys convinced me i mean i haven't played it it's one of those games that uh kept buying it at gamestop on super cheap pre-owned deals and kept selling back and never playing <laughs> so when you added that second part because i really thought you were about to turn around there was just going to be a stack of final fantasy <laughs> <laughs> there's all 12 of them nope now, down. Yeah. Yeah. now nope but yeah it was one of those yeah, games I, that... I never played this one either uh yeah. I haven't played this one either. Uh, Final Fantasy is just in, isn't a series I've ever played, actually. Um, I've played similar games like Legend of Dragoon and stuff like that. Um, but I, anytime I ever looked into this uh, game, I was like, it, it's just Sasuke and friends. Like, it's, it's Sasuke from Naruto and his buddies. Yeah. That, that's how I view this game. Um, but uh, how many hours does it take to complete this game? Honestly, uh, you could do it in about 40 Okay. If you wanted to do just story and just enough grinding, I'd say yeah, it's about that. I know how to beat because I was always checking it. How to beat dot com puts a mixture of side missions and like finishing the story at like I think about fifty three hours. So if you don't want to do any of the side missions, that'll reduce the time. But I just did the quick ones for both XP and money uh, in the <clears> game. <throat> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it, it depends on how much time you decide to sink into doing like the uh, like the the monster hunting contracts or fishing, which I spent so much time doing. Oh, my God. Fishing in that. Game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, if you have PlayStation VR, they have a you can do the fishing in VR. I got really excited. Interesting. For I remember, I got this game on PC. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, also worth noting too. I kind of cut you off. Oh yeah, go for um, it. I said I cut Josh off a little bit. So if Josh wanted to have any thoughts uh, on this, he can he can talk. Well, I was just gonna say I haven't played it, but like my uh, super conservative old man is like super into it, and like he loves this game, and I got it for him for Christmas, and yeah, my dad sank like easily over sixty hours into it, and um, yeah. Yeah, my dad loved this game too. Funny enough, <laughs> uh, it it is worth noting. I think Jordan touched on it too. Is that the, because this is the complete complete edition? Is like the when I played it, I played I played base game. Like I picked it up release day and, and and everything. So I haven't actually touched any of the DLC yet. So I'm excited for it to come to this, so I can actually play through all of that. Um, but uh, Jordan was very right in that the story was extremely disjointed in the in the original release. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 went through years upon years upon years upon years of development hell. Um, what? Off as thirteen verses or verses yes. thirteen? Yeah, versus thirteen, yeah. and and then over like the course of like ten years, it eventually became Final Fantasy fifteen. Of what it is, like it was, it was a game that was that was started out completely different. You can still kind of see shades of it in a lot of places, um, but part of what that Royal Royal Edition does is it adds in a bunch of cutscenes in the essentially the in like the like the halfway point of the game where. There's so there's a, a whole movie that actually takes place alongside the game, where I found out after finishing the game, of course, that that movie is actually has some pretty critical plot points in it that are just oh, never told in the game. Um, it's, it's some Kingdom Hearts shit for sure, and uh, 
they, 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 it's, it's my understanding, like some of the cutscenes they put in are literally ripped straight from the movie and just like added into the game. Yeah. So I'm going to piggyback off that because even when I was playing this as recently as May, and this game came out, I think 2015, I still went on Steam and there was just like a guide of like how to get the full story of Final Fantasy 15. I could be wrong and I'm not the biggest Final Fantasy fan, so maybe the wording I'm using is going to be slightly incorrect. But from what I gather is like they wanted to turn 15 into like their next seven so they wanted to just push so many movies in a short-lived anime about this universe the movie you're talking about uh chris kingslave kingslave i did watch it takes place between chapters one and two but then they include cutscenes throughout the game i can't speak to how the game looks like without those cutscenes because i both watched the movie and the cutscenes came with me i have a friend who like this is his favorite game of all time is about to replay it and he messaged me he goes Oh, there is a cutscene in the beginning, without spoilers, just a cutscene in the beginning before you end up pushing that car. He messaged me because he goes, yeah, that cutscene was not in there. We just started pushing the car. Yeah, that was how the game opened for me. Yeah. So if you really, really want to get the full lore of this, I would recommend going to one of those guides on Steam. But if you have the Royal Edition, you'll get enough context of the big event without knowing the details behind it and you'll still understand the rest of the story i did all that and i still have areas in the lore where i'm like what the fuck does that mean welcome to final fantasy mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, a friend of mine told me that this the the plot of this game was basically like it it kept trying to one-up itself and the fault in that was that sometimes it failed does that sound right to you guys yeah i'd say that's pretty accurate it and it's and like... it's not like bad yeah it's just sometimes you're like, oh. As for the, the DLC <laughs> as well, I want to touch on that. The DLCs, if you want to make it so perfect, there's a certain times to play the first DLC, a certain time to play the second, and then you play the last one at the end. You could just play them all at the end because it's more filling in without spoilers. There's a couple points in the game where a side character is just like, oh, I have to go off and do something. And the DLC is just what that character did for, like, mm-hmm. the one or two levels they're not there with you. Um, but it actually, in my opinion, adds a lot of character to the DLCs without getting into them. Added so much character development to uh, Gladio and Prompto specifically. Um, and fills in a detail about Ignis that I recommend everyone play them at some point while you play this game. Interesting. Oh, you're I'm right. excited for that. I love all oh, the characters yeah. in, in 15. Like, That's I'm excited thing, to play those. The characters are so good. Like, they're all stock characters, but like in the most realistic way. And I can't explain how what I mean by that. They do look like like a like a male version of baby metal, but I love it. <laughs> Not familiar with baby metal, but like they're, uh, it's if if you were to take a J-pop group and then put a metal band behind them, that's what baby metal is. <laughs> okay, I see it now. Yeah. I kind of feel like we did uh, Detroit Become Human Dirty because we talked about that for like five minutes and five then we talked about better. Final Fantasy 15. Hey, hey definitively by our I'm ranking. It down. So. I mean, Detroit is Detroit, I, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. There's not much to talk mean? about about it. I know. I never, I never, got, you make too, I never got, got too deep into Quantum Game stuff anyway. Like, I wasn't it's just a linear story. That, I mean, it branches, but it's yeah. a very linear thing that it, it's, it happens, you know? I'm a David is... Cage apologist. Like, I love his games. All right, so me and Chris are going to play Detroit Become Human. You guys are all going to play Final Fantasy XV, and then we'll just have a whole episode debating those very different things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll play the first as Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'll play the first 10 hours, and that's all I got. That's all I got. 
That's, all That's the got. best part of the game anyway. Yeah. I'll platinum yeah. this game. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Good oh, luck. No. We are going to move on, though. It's, it's a rough Number platinum. nine. <laughs> Number nine on our list. Moving on. <laughs> After Final Fantasy 15, uh, it's Ratchet and Clank. Oh. What do you think? Never played. I played the original yeah. one. Because I know this one was a remake. I love this game. Yeah. So this yeah, one I was... like rented. Oh, sorry. Oh, go Josh, ahead. You can go. I was just going to explain to Chris oh, how. I was... how... Yeah. yeah, I was going to like, uh, I rented a few of the old ones on PS2 way back in the day, but like, this is the first like deep dive I did into Ratchet and Clank. And it's uh, like, I love the gameplay. Um, all the weapons are fun and unique, just like um, Sunset Overdrive, which is another Insomniac joint. And the writing is just, uh, it's pretty funny. Like, and the entire time playing it, I really wanted it to be a Rocket Raccoon game. <laughs> yeah. So for me, Ratchet and Clank is one of my favorite franchises. I had all of them on the PS2, and I played. It's like I played all of them kind of simultaneously. Never beat them, but just got a taste of each. Uh, a couple of years ago, I even went out and bought a PS2, and all three sequels still are in my backlog. And now I'm just like, well, I have an emulator now, so uh, don't steal, kids. But uh, anyway, for people who haven't played this version but have played other Ratchet and Clanks. It's so weird because they even joke about it on the back. I would reach for the game, but it's a little too far. It's so they adapted the Ratchet and Clank movie the year this came out, 2016, mm -hmm. which was an adaption of the first game with a few more backstory and liberties taken. And so this followed more of the story. And Alec, if you want to turn that around, yeah, let's yeah, see if it'll focus based on the movie, mm. based on the game. Yeah, it's <laughs> not focusing for some Beautiful. It's Ratchet and Clank. It feels like Ratchet and Clank. It plays like ratchet and clank it's not super important to rift apart because i'm trying to catch up on and this yeah is, this is it's horrible no it, it, we know what it says exactly <laughs> yeah it's no sense it. in messing with uh, my focus yeah. i was trying to catch up on my uh ratchet and clank lore which is a sentence a virgin says <laughs> and <laughs> i think rift apart <laughs> is gonna continue off of like the interdimensional stuff we've seen in the ps3 versions but if we're just talking this one also, just fantastic. Feels and plays like Ratchet and Clank. I had, I had a trouble figuring out where I wanted this versus Final Fantasy fifteen. So this is like my sweet spot of the list. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna. Yeah, like I said, I didn't play oh. this. Hey, Alec, go ahead. I was just gonna say I never played it, but it is like on my list because um, the one that's coming for PS five looks so good that I want to play this. Question. Question. Yeah. Hi, uh, Chris from Twitch.tv slash RomePike92. You've never played it. Correct, correct. Al? Correct. But you, ha I you just showed off your physical copy of it. Yes. Okay. Again, cheap GameStop sale, so. <laughs> what if this entire list is just games that Alex has bought and never played? <laughs> I do that a lot. I do that a lot. He's like, oh yeah, I love the PlayStation Plus collection. I haven't played any of them. <laughs> I own them. The I do own them. Here's all 20. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> the ones I have played, I am passionate about. So, oh, man. That's so good. <laughs> if you play Ratchet and Clank, you'll be passionate about it. Oh, for sure. It, it oh, I know it's it looks right up my alley. It's just one of those things I just because I didn't own a PS2, so I never played any of the other Ratchet and Clanks. So it's just one of those things that just kind of skipped me by. It's funny you say that the PS2 the PS2 ones were the only ones I played. Um. I believe I believe my my favorite in the series has always been I gotta try to remember the name of it. I believe it's called Up Your Arsenal. Um, 
there you go. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, like is the, the the second one. And so I mean, now that I've been essentially getting this one for free once I get the PlayStation Five, I'm probably I'm probably gonna play it, especially since Rift Apart looks so good. Yeah, yeah, that's Rift Apart. Yeah, and when I mentioned that Rift Apart looked like the first, Rift Apart looks like the first one that I am like super stoked to jump into. Mm-hmm. I think I I don't know I played mm-hmm. a Ratchet and Clank game back in the day, but I think it was like a demo disc type of thing, um, where it was only like part part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a PlayStation show, but uh, Josh, you mentioned Sunset Overdrive, and that's yes. a game I really want to play. That's a game I really genuinely want to play. And it's on a uh, Game Pass. Ordered, Oh, and I just uh, ordered, uh, I just got charged for my uh, Series S, so that's going to be coming soon. Nice. And uh, that's one of the first games I'm genuinely aiming to play is Sunset Overdrive, oh, yeah. because that's, that is probably underrated. Uh, people that everyone I talk, talk to about that game just mm-hmm. swears up and down that this might be Insomniac's best game. And with Spider-Man existing, like, mm-hmm. they just said, that, basically they said that there's a valid argument. And that even saying that means that there has to be an equal amount of praise to Sunset Overdrive. And since they made Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank is probably, you know, upper echelon. So Josh has been trying to get me to stream Sunset Overdrive since I started. Yes. Sure. I'll, I'll tune in. I'll finally tune in again. <laughs> <laughs> no. I also really do want to play Sunset Overdrive at some point. But to me now, being having been a Ratchet and Clank fan since I was a kid, and Spider-Man, a game that I'm sure at some point any one of these days, I will just break into a rant about how much I love that game. Um I'm so interested to see what Ratchet and Clank games look like post Spider-Man being made and post Insomniac being bought out by PlayStation. It's like, I think Insomniac just used to be like this developer that they were in a bed. Perfectly good, perfectly fine, but like is now up there with like the Sony Santa Monica's and like maybe I'm exaggerating with like the Naughty Dogs, but like they're very different games. But in terms of like the caliber of games that they have sent out, it's just like, what does a Ration Clank look like in a post-Spider-Man world? Yeah. Is You're anyone else surprised it took so long for them to buy Insomniac? I just assumed kind of, they would have yeah. done so a long time ago. Cool. Little, yeah. yeah. Well, I remember when when the announcement first made, and I was looking at it, I was like, they didn't already own them? <laughs> like, yeah. I, thought, yeah. I, I was under the impression that they owned them for a long time. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I assumed that if they weren't owned by them, that they would like, like in a 1.5 party. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just I'm upset those Sunset uh, Overdrive um, rights didn't come with them. Like I think that game yeah. would succeed on PlayStation if they brought it over and gave it like an easy platinum. It, it would probably it would probably set. blow up on PlayStation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, enough to like grant a sequel because that game fucking deserves it for sure. Eventually, when Game Pass is everywhere. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Play it on Switch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would be a nice game. That'd be dope. Absolutely. Please, Microsoft. Please. Please put Game Pass on Switch. All right, guys. This moment we've been waiting for is now Chris has to fight us. <laughs> Mortal Kombat X. Yeah! Number eight ah. on our list. Haven't played it. Solid Honestly, spot. I genuinely genuinely think that it's way too high. <laughs> I'm so, more of an injustice guy. Agreed, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll say, I for me, I jumped in, like i usually play the mortal Kombat and injustice games i'm not a very good fighting game uh player just a button masher look up the easiest combo to do and get through the story mode and basically yeah that's what i do is i jump in the story mode and bounce out so that's my experience with mortal Kombat x 
uh, Mortal Kombat in general for me is a game that I can play with my dad because he is someone that doesn't play games, but he'll 110% just destroy me by smashing the controller. And I'm like, <laughs> this is not even fun anymore. And my dad loves it. Um, I think I've played practically every Mortal Kombat just for the campaign and campaign, uh, the whatever lore and story there is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm one of those people who I'm one of those people who do the jump crouch uppercut. <laughs> I'm one of those people. Uh, and I was very proud of myself because I don't know if it was a trophy or something, but there's might have been this game. It might have been one either around this game. Regardless, there's a level we had to fight both Goro and Kintaru. And I did that by only doing the uppercut and jumping and crouching. I didn't get hit once. And I was very proud of myself. And I was like, I need to retire. <laughs> like, I need to never play a Mortal Kombat <laughs> game again. So that's my experience with, I think, this game. Mortal Kombat in general. I don't know. I like Mortal Kombat. I, li- I like the games that we- you could make your own fighter. Um, that was maybe Armageddon, maybe? I don't yeah. know if that's right. That was, Arm- that was Armageddon. Yep. yep. All right, dope. And I think Armageddon also had, shout out to Motor Combat. Does anyone know what this yeah. is? Oh, yeah. It Motor sounds Combat. familiar. It was, it was their, basically uh... Mario Kart. Yeah, but rip off with uh, like Mortal Kombat characters. Like you had Scorpion's little get over here, and that would like propel your car forward. <laughs> I love dumb. this stupid. Oh, it was a stupid bad game. I played that way more than I played actual Mortal Kombat <laughs> Armageddon. I was like, how oh, dare you? More Mortal Kombat was why. sick. I loved it, dude. I think I tweeted about it a while back. I was like, make this game, make it its own thing, make it free. Do it, you make it like a ten dollar game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make it free. Just make it. Just just put it out. I think people would download it and play it, especially oh, on mobile. Or sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go in phases with fighting games. Um, like the the I got my PlayStation for the Christmas after it came out, so 2014. The month after was uh, Injustice Two or Injustice One, which I'd always wanted to play. Was the PlayStation Plus game? Love that story mode because. It was more. I mean, I'm more of a comic guy than I'm a fighting game person guy. Um, but in my past, right. like the first game I got on my PSP was Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. Unchained, which I played the shit out of. And then I did have Armageddon on my PS2. But if Injustice is any sign, I'm like Alec with fighting games. I'm gonna do the story mode. I might screw around, have a friend over, battle friends online. I'm not doing online with randos because I'm gonna get my ass whooped every time. But yeah, I mean, if I ever just need something to throw on or need a friend to play with, I think Mortal Kombat X is going to be that good one for the PlayStation Plus collection. I kind of wish they made it 11 because I have such a, I just only have a passing idea of who the characters are that the whole story from what I've heard just sounds like it's really outrageous that to the point that it's... Oh, 11 story is awesome. (laughs) I'm kind of bummed uh, we're getting a Mortal Kombat game and not uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. I just kick him out. Just get him out of here. (laughs) No, no, best uh, fighting game. What a hot take. What Let's a get him out of take. here. Remake that. Remake Somebody that. mute him. No, I'm kind of with Josh. Not in the original, but like, I think it's like, maybe we try it. again. The original was a prototype. Yeah. Exactly. We're also Put a, in a Det- Detroit characters in there. Yeah, Spider-Man. We have a Detroit, Spider-Man, Aloy, uh, Abby, and Joel now that could be in there. Exactly. Like Fortnite and make it a battle royale, but with all PlayStation characters. They put Marvel characters in this world that could work, right? Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't. I, yeah, I don't think Fortnite's like above collaborating with anybody. <laughs> yeah, they went with Marvel. I just mean, I just, I just mean like PlayStation makes their own thing. That is PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Like again, they put that on the box. That's the title. 
But instead, okay. the battle royale isn't like Smash. It's like it's like Fortnite. We don't need another battle royale. <laughs> it's all PlayStation characters. I do want to. I do want to add that the the campaign on Mortal Kombat 11 is super dope. Like, yeah, it, it's it, all good. jokes mm-hmm. aside, that campaign is very, very good. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, it, made, it made me feel good. It actually had good writing, which you don't say often about a fighting game when it's all about blood and guts. Mm-hmm. But I think the campaign actually genuinely had like good writing. So, all right, let's talk about why you're wrong. All right, all of you. <laughs> so, we made him wait long enough. Just collectively. I let I wanted to let you guys go first so that way I could gush about it for a little bit because fuck me, I love this game. Uh I I live and breathe fighting games, man. It's it's one of my favorite genres to play up there with uh like action adventure and, and FPS. Like if I had to boil it down to like the three games that I play, it would be those three. Um Mortal Kombat especially is is near and dear to me. Um which if any of you caught my uh my episode of the Up and Cumber podcast with Josh Biddick, uh I, I make the joke that like I'm like 90% certain that the first video game I ever played as a child was the original Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo, and that's kind of why I turned out the way I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and I've 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 followed the series fairly closely, like throughout my my entire life. I played uh, the vast majority of, of of the games through it, and uh, part of the part of what makes Mortal Kombat X so great, especially, was that it was the first game to return to the classic 2D style fighter after years and years of being a, a 3D fighter like Soul Calibur. Um, and so it was, it was, it was the turn to it because it, it was just a few years after uh, like Street Fighter four in, in uh, Mortal, like, I guess, I guess technically it was the sequel to the first game to, to bring Mortal Kombat back to, uh, to, to 2D. Cause there was, there was just, it's just Mortal Kombat Nine on on 360 and, and PS3, and it was a couple years after that. But they were like, okay, you know, we're we're giving it this uh, this whole like really like dark aesthetic, like almost leaning into like like the kind of like horror gothic kind of kind of vibe. Like it's 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 much darker, it's less bright, which some people either love or hate. But I think it really fed into like the sort of like hyper violence that Mortal Kombat is known for. Um, and, and the the biggest thing was it was like Mortal Kombat Nine played like the original games. And Mortal Kombat X was a more accessible, faster version of of what made the original Mortal Kombat games so great. Um, they they pulled back all of the like the the ridiculous combo chains and stuff and made special moves easier to 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 do and more accessible for for newer players. Uh, combo combo chains as a whole were were smaller and it, and it became less about like who's able to perform a combo as well uh just by like pre- like pressing all the buttons correctly and more about knowing when to use uh your combos at the at, at the right time and 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 become a much more balance isn't necessarily the right word because uh after about a, a year or so the the meta definitely moved towards like a, a small handful of characters as fighting games tend to do um but it was just it was just an easier game to to get into with this brand new aesthetic plus they were i mean it was it was more accessible at uh, the, the they were putting a big focus back on the campaign again uh which had a very 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 good story mode that did i think get outshined later by mortal kombat 11 because 11 really embraced it like we're going stupid with this here's ridiculous time travel and it's fantastic but i mean x is what set that up um i would recommend playing x x's story mode if you if you haven't played 11 yet and are interested in playing 11 story play through x first because you'll get a lot of context that goes into into 11 um and and they they did a really really cool thing to where it was like okay we're making a bunch of new characters from Mortal Kombat which nine didn't really have it was mostly the the old old roster uh this one it was like we're going we're going a new direction with the story and so all of the 
there there was like this new guard coming in and and they added a bunch of new characters in that were essentially like the children of the main characters from from the older games and uh i think that really freshened it up a lot because mortal kombat is very much very much known for like its fan base is like just give us the old characters again we want these these characters and that's it um and so personally i I liked that a lot especially like cassie cage became my main right like and she was brand new to the series and uh just overall it was it was very fun i liked it a lot it also came to me at a time in my life to where it was like i was in my first apartment i had my playstation 4 my friends and i would just sit around and play mortal kombat for hours it's dope man x is sick and you should play it don't mess with that b lady there you have it mortal kombat or all of us talked yep both josh you can only pick one for the rest of your life. Smash. Whoa. <laughs> Just like that. Just that like that. Wow. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't be surprised if at this point Smash got like Sub Zero or Scorpion. Maybe that's a bit too violent for them, but like. I mean, they, they have Bayonetta. They have like Snake in it. Yeah, they have Snake. They have. <clears throat> and uh, Bayonetta. Yeah. <laughs> they have Steve from Minecraft. <laughs> they not, would they not so just the make a Mii Fighter costume? That's, that, that, that would that would be the most likely, I think. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That, that fits in with kind of like the Fallout Shelter guy mm-hmm. and the um. There were rumors that they were gonna do. Yeah, there's like Ezio. There's rumors that that they were gonna do a a Doom guy me costume oh, boy, at one point too. Yeah. Fallout Boy, yeah, is the. <laughs> Fallout Boy, it's Vault Boy. I know what I said. Fallout Boy's a band, yo. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. All right, all right, all right. So Chris fought us. He fought us off. He told us what's what on Mortal Kombat X. You heard it here, folks. Moving on from Mortal Kombat, the game I like way more than Mortal Kombat. Sorry, Chris. Until Dawn. I love Until Dawn. Oh, what do you guys think? It's the now only horror game I've played. Stuff, baby. Yeah. Until Dawn's sick. Like I love this game, mm. man. Like it's 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 you take uh the the concept of, of like the like the Telltale style games, and then and then uh, or like okay, what if we made it like like an old school like eighties slasher flick? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's 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 a playable horror movie. It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah, I love the decision making. I love um, like I went for the platinum on this as well, and like just keeping everyone alive is such a chore. But also like uh, the fact that you can get death totems and like see people's deaths beforehand and kind of just try to prevent them and keep this roster of characters alive but also like they're they're shitty teenagers from alberta right so it's like of course you'll want to see some of them die so like you know um no fault i would clash with some of these guys (laughs) (laughs) it's also i think it's also, I think, it's like despite being like legitimately just a narrative game, it's one of the most fun games to play with other people. Yes. Absolutely. Um, just every, every, everyone's sitting down. It's like you're all you're all getting spooky, you're getting scary. Everyone like arguing, trying to like making choices on like that. It's it's one of the most fun experiences I've had, especially once you get to the point where it's like I, I would play and like my friends and I would sit around and we'd pass the controller around and then occasionally we'd get to that point where you have to stay still, which are very <laughs> yeah. tense. And then, and then, I mean, it's you know, my friends are all dicks, so we're like trying to swap the controller and make <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Has any other game used that mechanic, the stay still mechanic? Has any other game done that? Not that I'm I aware. Don't, I don't no. think so. Not off my head. Genius. It's genius for a horror. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's genius for a horror game. And I also want to because you brought up the couch co-op stuff. I think that game kind of reinvigorated couch co-op. 
in my mind it did. I didn't even, I didn't even think about it for years. Like it, it was just always online, online, online. But then this game came out and it was just it was just a casual popcorn and some friends on a couch in the basement or something drinking soda. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it brought me back. It really brought me back. So yeah, I love that game for that. I mean, it started it there. It's actually good. Play together. Yeah. Basically started PlayStation's play together. Uh, oh yeah. Because the same developer yeah, that, that did Hidden like Agenda. Time, right. No, it was uh, afterwards. Was it? Okay. In my mind, it was. I'm pretty sure it was afterwards. I'm probably wrong. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Keep going. But yeah, my I would say I played it fairly close to launch, but one of my favorite memories of that game is watching Achievement Hunters Let's Play of it and watching Jeff just sit there and not decide or not well then he did ruin everything but the moment i'm talking about is where he has to make a decision to go left or right and just sits there and i think i think it was mike and yeah mike just died because of that because jeff just was sitting there getting chased and just he just didn't make a decision so the wendigo got him (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah until dawn holds a special place in my heart uh, it's the first game that uh, me and my friends streamed together. I mean, it's the first game we either ever streamed. We we only have ever streamed together, but you know what I'm saying. It's the first game that we did that. And my first experience with it, with it was one of my favorite days ever in college, which is um, at one point in college I was in a show, and after the show was over, you know, we still wanted to hang out as a cast, and there was one day where there was a snow day. And three of the people in the show all lived in the same apartment. They were like, everybody cook one thing, bring it over for spending the snow day here. And one of the people at the apartment had until dawn. We never played through the whole thing, but um, we started by just passing the control around like roughly every hour or so. And just we, we made the rule that whoever has the controller gets to make the decision they want, but everyone else is allowed to yell and try to influence them. That's and exactly how we played it, yeah. Where, like, Austin, you said it reinvigorates couch co-op, and then Chris, you go, it's basically a player, playable horror movie. I don't come from like a gaming family or even most of my gaming friends i feel like i could pop this game in front of people that are just like i want to do something scary or like you know just do something together but it's kind of like a movie and i'm like i have the thing for you because you don't have to really know how to play you can even have one person do the whole thing just have be like you're now the decision maker Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but i'll do the control so it's just one of those things where you could definitely like couch co-op i don't think describes the experience because it's more like it's like the best type of chaotic yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's perfect. And I'm and I mean also just to kind of like piggyback, piggyback off that, like how, how yeah, like it's like you have that memory of of like being being with castmates. Everyone's like, all right, you know, we're just gonna get together. We're gonna we're gonna sit down. We're gonna mm-hmm. play this game. I mean, I, I had the very similar thing where again, much like Mortal Kombat X, it was like I was living in my first apartment. There were there were three other guys with me, and um, like that that year we'd all like picked up playstations right and and uh my uh my buddy phil had gone out and picked this up he was like i saw this game i don't know much about it it was like 30 bucks <laughs> and so he came, came and we, we popped it in and i don't really that was that was before i really started kind of getting in, into horror stuff that was one of my first forays into horror gaming that like wasn't resident evil and uh yeah it was it was just that special night you know we all we had turned all the lights off we all had like popcorn and snacks and stuff and like every chapter we'd we'd switch off but i mean that wouldn't stop us from all like screaming at each other like like during this we all (laughs) (laughs) we all did our best to try and get that one dude laid like it was just it was a great time man that game's so much fun and yeah it's 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 perfect to just sit down and that's a game you can play with people that don't play games like yeah yeah just bravo to that cast oh Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, absolutely. Rami, Rami Malek. Malek. 
uh, Hayden Panettiere. Um, oh man, her name is slipping me right guy now. Guy from Shield. Yeah. From Agents of Shield. The girl I don't who his plays name. Emily in the game is also um, Lip's college girlfriend from Shameless. I think her name's up. Yeah. Amanda. Yeah. It, I, me, and my friend were <laughs> arguing about it the entire time until I just went and googled it. It is her. Um, it's just like, damn, this goddamn. Yeah. Cat. Uh, it's it's fun too. There's there's a couple of scenes that are still like kind of burning. Remember, like I like I anytime I hear like a anything about a, a Ouija board, like I always go to that whole sequence and mm-hmm. in oh, Jordan Fisher. Yeah. Huh? Uh, just shout out also for to Jordan Fisher, Broadway actor, Netflix actor turned Twitch streamer who yeah. also in the game. So yeah, I mean just he's dope. He's dope. He is. Unfortunate that the follow-up uh, haven't been as good, but like until yeah. dawn, I don't think it's ever gonna. I don't think until dawn is gonna <clears throat> decrease in value if the rest don't match up. I think it's actually only gonna make it better. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely I, lighting in the bottle. I think I liked Man of Dawn, not nearly as much as I liked Until Dawn. Don't get me wrong, but uh, um, I just feel like they didn't really market is the right word. They didn't really they didn't really set the right expectation for that game because it's really short. Like, it's a really, it's a compact, more experience than Intel Dawn was, and I didn't feel like they kind of sell that home enough. Yeah. I also feel like with Man of Dawn is like, you can't... Any more thoughts on Intel Dawn? Anything? Yeah, I was going to say, I think feel like with Man of Dawn, one of the issues was like, I can't really, de- I'm someone who hasn't played that game. Looking at it from the outside, I can't really describe it, whereas like, what Chris said is like, until dawn, I could picture, I'm like, it's literally your 80s classic horror movie tropes and situation put into a video game where there's several different endings, and you, it's your fault if a character dies, or your decision even. So it's just, I feel like if they kind of in the future, they took more of these like classic tropes and changed them up, you know, I think I mean, I'm not a director, I think that would be better, but that's just my last final idea. Fair enough. Okay, guys. That's one on the list. For number six, uh, Jordan wore the right shirt. Batman Arkham Knight. Should have been higher. What do you think? Ooh. Yes, this is my favorite Arkham game. Oh, that's a hot okay. take. It, yeah, yeah, I know it is. That's a hot take. I, there's days I might be with you. There's days. I'm the only one on the cast who has not played this game. I don't like the Arkham games. It's just me. Sean. Oh, man. Sorry, sorry. I can't get into Shame. it. I feel like, Shame. I don't know. I feel Shame. like Batman IPs, uh, the Batman IP is, is overdone. In my, in my opinion, I just, I see like, I see Batman and I get turned off. First thing play, that got me hyped up. We are parting ways for creative differences. <laughs> <laughs> First Batman related thing that got me hyped was that trailer for the new Pattinson one, the movie. Oh, yeah, trailer was good. so that good. That looks awesome. It looks yeah. good. Oh, yeah. I want that suit in Arkham Knight. I know, right? That'd be dope. Yeah. That'd be dope. So uh, talk your hearts out, but I don't have anything to say about this game. Uh, right, so I'll, 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 I'll get mine out of the way. I'll, I'll, I'll just go first because I, I do have a, a, a lot of thoughts and maybe I'll just throw my contentious shit out there and be done. I like the game a lot. I don't think it's as good as Arkham City. Um for one specific reason there's entirely too much fucking batmobile shit um to the to the point where it's like the batmobile un, unlike batman himself doesn't really 
upgrade or do anything different past the like five hour mark in the game so you're just kind of repeating all the same stuff you did over and over and over and over again throughout throughout the thing and it just gets tiresome and boring and i hate it the rest of the game is awesome (laughs) (laughs) it looks really it looks really great the story is very very good i liked that um they actually focused on scarecrow rather than trying to appeal to like his entire rogues gallery like the previous two games did which i know somebody some people didn't like but i think that made it a, a little more it felt more focused um mm-hmm. which was cool and the, the story itself was great of course shout out to mark hamill um uh in mm-hmm. his performance as as the joker in this one because i think despite not thinking it's it's better than, than arkham city i do think that is the best version of the, of the joker that we get in the arkham even though spoilers i mean in the third game he's dead and, and it's just uh, an amalgamation of of of, of what's going on in, inside Batman's head. And it's brilliant. What they did with the Joker in that game was incredible. Uh, especially it's like after the point where you start hallucinating about him, it's like you literally start hallucinating about him. And occasionally you'll see like Joker's face, like painted over, over something like, uh, like over a statue or a billboard. And you'll just kind of see it out the corner of your eye. And then when you turn back, it's gone. And then you have to sit there and feel like, did I actually see that? Am I fucking going crazy? Like uh, it's just mm-hmm. beautifully done. He's like sitting on the edge of buildings and stuff like that. Yeah, that whole studio uh, yeah. scene. Can I ask something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I, what What's the best part of those games? Because like when I I have played Arkham City, I thought the combat was dull. I didn't like oh. the combat all that much. I thought it, I have it, I thought I had experienced that kind of combat in like Assassin's Creed or other games kind of like that. Like, and then I never liked detective mode in games. So like, what is the best aspect of these games? Because for me, I, it just seems either dull or not my thing. Being it might just Batman. be not your thing because it's yeah, it's Batman Simulator. Yeah, like that's yeah. I'm kind of almost with you on one thing. Like when I first, as for my history with the Arkham franchise, I I played every game except Asylum. So I played City and then Origins and then Night. Night was one of the first games I had on my PS4, and I just I tied in so much with my freshman year of college and my beginning years of the PS4. But when I was first playing City, Austin, I will say, before I fully understood that I was supposed to stun them and do takedowns, I felt like the combat was very dull because Batman's punches, at least in City, in my memory, didn't feel like they connected. Um, but that's also me play- – I, I played City, like, in high school. wasn't as into, like, understanding why things didn't feel right. Um, and again, I also didn't fully know the combat system. As for Arkham Knight, I agree – too much Batmobile. I do think if that game was made today, the Batmobile would have to have some sort of um, an upgrade umbrella where you get to choose how you. I, honestly, it. if they'd given it like an upgrade tree, I'd I'd have I'd have had That's less problems with it. Yeah. yeah, it just yeah. it just needs one of those um less levels. I, I can't remember. Can you call it in at any time? Yes, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So I think I think that's what that was another cool feature about it because it's supposed to be Batman Simulator. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we finally isn't that what it, isn't that what all the marketing was about for that game was the Batmobile. Yeah, because that was the first game, first and only game you could drive it in. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But it kind of just became more of a nuanced kind of mini game, not nuanced, more of a nuisanced mini game. Um, The story, now that I'm remembering, Chris, you've jogged my memory a bit, I'm realizing how much was fucking going on with that story. And I don't think it hurt it, but it's just kind of now, I haven't played that game in five years. Five years later, I really only remember he's hallucinating about the Joker and obviously the Arkham Knight who well, they already spoiled that Joker dies, is Red Hood, which, because yeah. I like kind of the Batman lore and the stories... Saw it from a mile away. I've had oh, everyone did. Because it just, they started advertising Red Hood stuff every day yeah. that when that game came out. Um, but I just, I wanted to, like, not believe that it was him, 
but yeah, I basically got spoiled. I also liked how this game evolved with how in uh, City you had DLC where you could play as the other character, and in this game you had like levels where Batman was fighting alongside Catwoman or Nightwing, and you get to mm -hmm. fully take control of that character in that moment. But don't mind me. No, no, you're good. Ooh, <laughs> I had that cider a couple weeks ago. It's very good. How much gonna take? Yeah, no, I love this game. It feels like the perfect culmination to um, the Arkham trilogy and like um, Rock City's growth from like the first game to the final game. Like it feels like there is studio maturity there. Like the first game feels like, you know, they're just kids with some Batman toys, just, you know, banding them together. And then uh, City feels like they're drawing a comic book, but this feels like they're like a film major and there's a lot more like cinematic pieces especially with a lot of the Joker hallucination bits. Like, you don't get a great boss fight like you do uh, with Mr. Freeze in Asylum yeah. or in City, but you do get, like, um, yeah. the ending with the Joker bit, that whole entire cinematic um, oh, yeah. piece where you're playing as the Joker. It's um, That whole bit where it goes in a first person is still like, yeah, exactly. like one of my favorite gaming memories ever just because it's, it's like it kind of mm -hmm. flips that script of, like, you're playing as the Joker. It turns into, like, this weird-ass first-person shooter and it's <laughs> yeah. incredible, but then it's... It 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 like briefly becomes almost like a horror game. Like like you're suddenly it's like right. your Joker going after Batman, and and I mean he's he's mm -hmm. gone full like I'm the Batman and I'm scary mode, and it's very, exactly very cool. Mm -hmm. um, I did also want to quickly turn around and, and touch on something uh, that that Jordan and I were talking about, which was the combat, um, which uh, also kind of found it found it dull, but I I feel like it's at least worth mentioning that it's like. Yeah, you mentioned you'd played it in, in other games like a, like Assassin's Creed or, or just about any action game that comes out these days is is but like but but something that 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 I feel like needs to be said is that it's because of Arkham that, that games have that sort of absolutely combat system now. Like uh, mm -hmm. Arkham Asylum was kind of the first the first thing to do that uh, attack and counter kind of thing. Like even the first Assassin's Creed kind of had it, but it wasn't until mm -hmm. after Asylum came out where they implemented something very similar in, in Assassin's Creed Two, um, in in both both of those kind of blew up and, and did that sort of thing it's it's like just just mentioning like how influential that was on gaming as a whole especially when you get in like third person action games it's like it, like so many games use the arkham style combat now that mm -hmm. it's crazy yeah. that's why Mad it's called max the arkham style combat. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they Mad call max. it arkham combat i mean Mad max used it the the shadow of mordor games used it because yeah. i mean fair enough all WB. WB, but I mean, <laughs> right. yeah i mean it's 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 worth mentioning that it, that it's like it's you can throw a rock and hit an action game now that uses something that was mm -hmm. influenced by Arkham Knights or Arkham Asylum's combat and and I felt like yeah. uh, like by the time you get to Arkham Knight it's like they they've implemented on that enough that I mean it's like it's it's not this it, it doesn't play the same as 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 Asylum I th I think it's mm -hmm. improved enough to give you a bunch of extra extra gadgets and tools and and, and uh, variety and enemy types. Uh, right. that, that I think it, it was it was still at least interesting to me. Uh, something else that I also wanted to point point out is I actually just earlier this year, um, I was in a big like Batman mood, and so I went back and watched like the, the Dark Knight trilogy and everything. And then I was like, you know, I haven't played in a while. It was Arkham Knight? Like I played it at launch back mm -hmm. when it came out, and I loaded it up again. And that game is still gorgeous. Oh yeah, absolutely. Damn, that's a good looking game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially once he gets like, uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, strip Batman from this game. Oh, no, no Batman license. Is, is this still a top tier game? See, I, I don't. Yes. I, I'd say from gameplay perspective, yes. I think you could flip it to to be an original IP, and it, and it would be something that's still interesting. But I, I do think part of the reason that it works so well is not only that 
that it's Batman, but it's how well they treated the Batman IP. Um, mm-hmm. every, everything is adapted from from the like from the comics and the in the movies and the, the cartoons and the TV shows and, and and everything and all kind of blended and put into its own thing to where I mean the the Arkhamverse is now considered like its own timeline within like the right. like the whole the whole Batman yeah. saga because of how well they adapted the IP to the game and and with how much care that they that they put into it exactly. I mean, it's it's to the point. It's like every corner of of all three games that you could look in, you could find some kind of reference to to something or a hint at Mm -hmm. something else. Like it's like you will you will never find a a game whose world is 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 as as dense as as the Arkham series, right? Even to other DC properties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I was going to say, Austin. Is I think it's if you were to ask that question, let's say about Marvel Spider Man, I would say, well, if you took Spider Man the IP out of Marvel Spider Man, you would basically I think just have Sunset Overdrive for the most part. Yeah, you would. I feel like you can't do that with Arkham because everything was basically how do we translate this into Batman mode? So if I took Batman out of it, but I still had a level where I fight with another guy who has a different style, I'd be very confused because they don't explain it. But just knowing a little bit about Batman, I understand Nightwing is a more versatile person that uses sticks instead of his punches, and I can adapt my play style to that without needing a full tutorial of him just a quick few do this do this do this and then the gadgets are everyday batman things so like who else just kind of throws something like throwing knives i guess but then there's a remote controlled one then there's a sonic one it's just literally everything about these games are so ingrained into the batman ip which is (laughs) is probably their best quality but i don't think necessarily i'm just gonna go on a little bit of a rant here um I've ever since Arkham, which I love and I think are amazing games, people have said this is how you make a superhero game. That has to be interpreted very loosely into it's not that every superhero game needs to have that kind of combat or the gadget system or a detective mode, but every superhero game needs to think of the superhero first and the game second. And like Marvel Spider Man takes some Which also Spider Man also has the Arkham combat, I'm just gonna say. It does, and especially It does it better though. It does do it better, Spider-Man I agree. Batman has the yeah. stealth modes, whereas, Three. and, you know, Batman goes under, Spider-Man goes above. That's the difference between the heroes. But, like, when I say what Spider-Man took from Arkham is they took the basis of the hero that we already knew. They didn't need to give him an origin. They found a story that's able to incorporate most of their most famous rogues. And, sure, you could say the combat, but I'll argue that Spider-Man and Batman, as comic characters, have fairly similar combat to begin with. If we're going to make a, you know, a Superman game, I don't expect Superman to have the same combat as Spider-Man and Batman. No. But, I mean, I, but I'm just – go go to any hero. If we were to make you know an Iron Man game, which there have been the movie times, but let's say like an actual from the bottom up. I say Daredevil would probably be like the closest you'd get to like a Batman game on the Marvel side. Oh, dude, a Daredevil game in VR that's all in detective mode graphics? Oh, fuck me. Oh, oh shit, dude. Yeah. Why do you I'm make me is... want things that I can't That's a really good idea. I'm sorry. But yeah. That, that is, I think that what Arkham did is it taught – is it shows the best way to adapt things, but you don't want to copy Arkham. You want to copy kind of their philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's also, again, worth, worth pointing out just, just again to the Arkham Games legacy, though, too, is, is you, you mentioned uh, the, the whole kind of statement of, of people like looking at like Asylum in particular and being like, wow, this is how you make a superhero game. It was also kind of the turning point of like, holy shit, a licensed game that doesn't suck. Right. Uh, which I mean, before that is like outside of 
like the Lord of the Rings games, like Two Towers and Return of the King. Like they're really, it's like you didn't make video games based off of off of uh, IP that were popular elsewhere. It just it didn't really have happen, and they turned out great. There's some exceptions, I but I mean, our, uh, <laughs> you can actually say the Incredibles game, but I haven't played that game since I was eight, so maybe it's the nostalgia Monster House. God damn it! I swear, <laughs> I swear. James Bond game were kind of good. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like I said, there are some exceptions, but uh, but I mean, it's like I'm I if I remember correctly, I think like Game Informer gave Asylum a ten, and and yeah. uh, IGN mm-hmm. ranked it very very highly as well, and it was kind of one of those things. That that it, it was like wow, like this is a real triple A licensed game, mm-hmm. uh, and and I mean, yeah, it it is kind of like the spawning point of like wow, it really makes you fit like the meme. It's like I, I feel like yeah. Batman because that's what it does. That's what they do so mm-hmm. well. And by the time you get to night, because that's the game we're talking about, I keep going back to Asylum, and I'm sorry for that. Uh, it's it's been uh, like implemented on so many times by the time you get to night that it's so refined in Arkham Knight that it's like while Knight's not my favorite of the series, I do think it's the most fun to play. If that makes any sense, easily, yeah, for sure, yep, yeah. It's it's so well designed, especially uh, just because they improved the AI in it. Like all of the stealth segments that you have to do in in, in Knight are perfect. Oh my god, they're incredible! With the the or basically taking you out of detective mode mm-hmm. with all those segments where they had the guys that you had to take out to use to de- detective yeah. mode, which was great because right. that was always a criticism that I had was it leaned too hard on on detective mode, and so night they were like, okay, well here's somebody that you can't use detective mode on in order in order to fight them. And I was like, perfect, this is great. Like and and that, yeah. it, and it, 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 it was it was legitimately challenging. Like I didn't oh, yeah. find the first two like super difficult outside of maybe right. like the Mister Freeze fight, but that. Night, there, there's a couple of rough spots in, in night where I'm like, fuck, I got to do this again. Like I keep, I keep getting, yeah. getting caught in the shit beat out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Night is also the one that. Oh, I so if the- combat was my. Real quick, if combat was my main issue, is this the one Batman game I need to play? Because, because like, you said it's the most fun. So is that is it going to do better in my mind? Because I, I think I think the clunkiness shot. of Batman. Because I love Spider Man. I love Spider Man, but Spider Man's more nimble, and I love that aspect mm-hmm. of it. So I think I think it's the I think it's the bulkiness that I don't like. It is me, which is fair. Which mm-hmm. which is fair, and I and I can't agree with you. And it's I wouldn't say, especially since Spider Man came after. Um, I I still don't think Knight is as fluid as Spider Man, but that's also just kind of something that lends itself to to the characters themselves. Because Spider Man mm-hmm. is always on the move, he's always flying around, he's he's, he's doing all this those yeah. sorts of things. And I mean, Batman Batman in the games is very nimble, but uh, it's 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 not going to be on the same level as Spider Man. And I mean, yeah. it's I well, I 100% understand how completely biased I am, but I do think that Spider-Man does the Arkham combat better than, than the Arkham games. I, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. It's a lot more Same. engaging. There's like a risk reward system, whether you want to like have an instant takedown on a guy or heal up. Um, the gadgets are a lot better in um, Spider-Man too. I also um, I don't agree with some of the story decisions, but and. Um, and I don't, I don't mind the Batmobile. Like I would have a lot more of an issue with the Batmobile if it wasn't fun to control. Like I've played a lot of Battlefield games, a lot of Call of Duty games, and none of those games have tanks that feel as great as the actual Batmobile. Which is weird to say because it's a Batman game, but just um, like sliding around and dodging bullets and taking yep. down like fifty tanks just feels awesome. Holding the lock on sure. and just. Everything yeah, yeah, explode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. Exactly. It does feel good to drive. You know, you got a point. Yeah. Now another thing. I just say we... that it's so weird that Spider-Man isn't on this collection. I'll let you go, Alec. But yeah. Spider-Man isn't in this collection. Is that not weird? 
Is anyone else not? It's because they're charging for it. Doing a remaster with with Miles Morales. Like, yeah, I think that's the only reason. Uh, sure. that's right. That's true. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if. Do you think that's going to be a? To say, do you think it's going to be an insane trilogy thing, Jordan? Where it comes I in later. Feel, so I don't think it's going to be. I can see it being added in later. I actually think that maybe like you know this is the first year or this is the first few months that we have it. This is a push for. This one very much reeks of if you didn't own a PlayStation 4, these are all the games you missed out on. I think next year, and I, this, is, this is how I think they would do it, is like around the holidays be like PlayStation Plus Collection 2. Could, have they confirmed like how long do you get these games for? Like at any point, can they just say you don't have it? I don't is think it like, there's a time limit on it, at least not right now. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if like next year around the holidays they went, we're going to revamp it for the new new bulk buyers here is the new playstation plus collection you'll probably see some of the same games stay but i wouldn't be surprised if you saw things like spider-man enter in and off the top of my, probably maybe an uncharted I, th- I think it could be something similar to that but i, I also would be surprised if um Oops. if the current roster stayed uncharted right. 4 is i think on the list though yeah. um mm-hmm. so nathan drake collection maybe. so yeah maybe like nathan drake lost collection or, or lost legacy, oh, legacy um yeah. but i also wouldn't be surprised if they just I, I think adding uh, Crash and Black Ops Three is almost adding the precedent. It's like they this might and I mean I don't think it's going to be to the same scale as what Xbox is doing, but I I think they could be going after a similar value to what Game Pass offers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spider Man is definitely the biggest glaring point because it's oh and everyone froze. No, sorry, just off. I thought my internet went out. My bad. Yeah, no worries. Uh, back on track. I think, yeah, because this is supposed to be the what did you miss out on if you didn't have a PlayStation 4, Spider-Man is that biggest glaring blind spot. But at the same time, they could package it of, like, you get Miles Morales launch edition and the PlayStation Plus collection. And if you were an Xbox One person, you have everything that is worth the value yeah. that you have been hearing people brag about. So it's still I can, I can see I can see Spider-Man being added later down the line. I think it's just because they're, they're doing a remastered version of Spider-Man coming with Miles Morales that they're not yes. going to also offer yeah, it in PlayStation Plus at mm-hmm. the same time as, as it releases. If anything, it would just be like the backwards compatibility version. It wouldn't be the remaster. Yeah, yeah right. it could oh, just be like the straight-up yeah. PS4 version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that all you wanted to say, Alec? I, I, I remember I cut you off and I said yeah, I'd get back no to you. So was... Any other thing you wanted to say? Yeah, so one last thing I asked before we wrap up this part of the list um i just wanted to give a shout out to that whole uh part of the game that was in the tv uh studio uh because for me i wasn't you know i'm not huge into the arkham or not or just the batman lore so i had no clue who jason todd was so that was my whole first introduction into jason todd right so that was crazy to me seeing all that happen so Mm -hmm. i just want to give a shout out to that scene or to that part of the game and that's like that's what I mean with the like cinematic. Um, like they take a lot more of a cinematic approach versus a gameplay approach. Like just turning around and like seeing Jason Todd in the chair, and you have mm-hmm. a lot of those moments, and like you uh, can tell Batman's starting to lose his shit uh, a lot exactly. more. And like even when Robin's trying to lock him in the cage, and you realize that was just all a hallucination too. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah, they it's do a great. lot of very very cool like visual things the, yeah. like, to, to kind of mess with you in, in that game that i like none of even like the other arkham games really did and, and mm-hmm. it was just it was it was it was a, a great way to to kind of keep that like fresh and, and interesting as you're going because i mean by right by this time if you played origins this is your fourth time kind of doing the arkham thing you know and mm-hmm. uh they yeah they, they they definitely 
found a, a great way to keep it keep it different while still also being familiar. Right. Mm-hmm. Which reminder to right, so we... listening that wants to play Knight but wants to experience all of Arkham, Return to Arkham is a bundle with City and or with City and Asylum that is <clears> gonna <throat> be backwards compatible. So Play, play all three. Absolutely. Play all three of them. Yeah. yeah. You can get Return to Arkham super I liked Origins. I Origins is very well. good. Origins is very Agreed. good. Origins yep. multiplayer? One of the best great. boss fights of all time. Which one? Absolutely. Oh, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. That made me quit the game for two days. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, just one last thing I wanted to mention in terms of like um, maturing with Rock City and like them just really coming into their own. Um, Asylum came out when I was in sixth grade. Knight is my first legally M-rated um, game I've ever purchased, <laughs> which is insane to like actually get a Batman game with an M rating on. It. Like I think it was the first one. Felt, yeah. 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 Exactly. Like that felt. Um, yeah, it got the M rating for uh, some of the just cinematics and stuff like that. Like that felt like, all right, we're actually going to take this a lot more seriously. We're going to have dramatic beats. The stakes are going to be raised. Like, yeah, it came out like five days after my 17th birthday. That was the one where I could finally just walk into an EB Games and just legally purchase an M rated game. Yeah, Batman. It, it, yeah, it, it was an M rated game. It, it got dark. Yeah. And screw exactly, Man Bat. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Man Bat. God, that's jump scares, I swear. Mm-hmm. All right. So, on the last episode, I told you one uh, game that would be in the like next six. Chris wanted to mm-hmm. fight us for it. Um, but on this one, we know the last five. So do you want yeah. me to list the last five in any order? Because, I mean, literally, if, if anyone knows the collection, they know what five is here. Do I, do I just want to run down the five in any order to yeah, give us get the it five. out there? Give us the five. Um, uh, my headset just cut out again. Give me a second. <laughs> I didn't hear the final answer. Do, do you want me to list the five? Yes, please. Okay, okay. so in, in, in any order, it's Uncharted 4, Thief's End, Out of War, Resident Evil 7, Persona 5, and The Last of Us Remastered. Damn, Those are the last bro. Five games. That's a solid top five. Damn. A killer lineup. A killer lineup. That's a sure. solid top um, five. Any order. Any order. Man. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, yeah, it's one game less, but it's probably going to be the longest one we record. Um, and I thought of a, a new thing uh, that we could possibly put into the finale. Um, if if you guys want to, you can just shut me down, too. Just shut me down. But um, So, oh, jeez. I think it'd be cool to kind of predict games they would add on later down the line. So like, yeah, yeah. maybe not do Spider-Man because that's probably like we just talked about that. But like, I don't know, maybe another close, uh, I don't know, PlayStation associated game that would be uh, likely uh, added to the collection. I think that would be a cool segment to add in the finale. So everyone has a little homework. Everyone can just think of a game to bring next time, and then we can talk about that. I mean, honestly, we can play fast and look with it. Uh, we, but we can play fast and loose with it. I'm personally probably going to have a couple backups in case, you know, one, the competition goes yeah. It's a good idea. Maybe, 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 maybe pick, like, three. Pick one that you want to go. It's a good idea. Two backups, yeah. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So, like I said, it's Uncharted 4, Persona 5, Resident Evil 7, God of War, Last of Us Remastered. It's going to be a killer of an episode. Until then, see you later. Thanks for watching Waypoint Ranks. Bye-bye.